0: that's the problem of being live, isn't it? When you forget your cue. So uh, it's great to be with you, my name is Paul. Um, I'm one of the pastors here at King's and uh, it's a a real joy to be opening up and sharing the word of God with you. Um, Just in the worship as I was uh, worshiping God earlier, uh, just just a whole sense of God's lavish grace coming to us. And uh, I I just wanna spend a few moments before I start the preach. It's what I'd do if we were live uh, with people physically present, is if I felt a sense of God speaking um, in some area, I would I would spend a bit of time praying. And so, that's what I want to do for you right now. So, if you're in your living rooms, in your kitchens, um, whatever situation you're in, why don't you just pause for a moment, close your eyes, um, raise your hands, and, and we're just gonna we're just gonna invite God to come and minister to us. So we say, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you come and fill us afresh right now? I pray, Lord God, would you bring your grace tangibly, tangibly upon us in a fresh way. Your undeserved mercy and kindness flooding our souls, renewing our passion for you, chasing away condemnation and fear, causing worship to be drawn out of our hearts, causing a relationship to have renewed vigour and energy. I ask you for a fresh impartation of your grace. I, I pray for that right now, Lord Jesus. I pray as I speak, I pray for your grace, your help upon me. I pray, Lord, this would not just be a few words that come across the screen, But I pray, Holy Spirit, for your anointing and your empowering to rest upon them. Lord, I pray for life, for life to spring up, even on the back of uh, uh, looking at your word. We pray for that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. I hope you've had a good summer. I hope you've enjoyed some of the incredibly hot weather uh, that we've had through August. 30 plus degrees. Um, I certainly know my boys did in the evenings, sort of getting down to the beach, getting in the sea just to try and uh, cool down. Um, I want to say, well done as well. Sort of feels like we're in a bit of a a milestone moment as far as the sort of COVID crisis um, goes. So, well done for getting this far. Um, Parents, uh, well done for all that homeschooling and then six weeks of summer holidays on top of that. Children, well done for putting up with mum and dad with their homeschooling because they. You know, truth be told, they probably don't know what they're talking about in that particular area of algebra and stuff like that. So well done there. Well done if you've been shielding. I, I can't begin to imagine how difficult that has been for you, but, but, but well done as day after day you're sort of trusting God and, and showing and expressing resilience. Well done for all of you who've become Zoom experts in the last six months probably at the start of it there was many of us who didn't even know what Zoom was as an app um, and now we feel we can, well I don't, but I know many people can now navigate around it uh, really, really well. Um, well done if you volunteered for the first time. Uh, it's been a real joy for me personally as I've bumped into different people in the building because they've been up with Food Bank or something like that. Um, just absolutely incredible. This is an odd season. This is a different season and as we've told from the the government announcements, it it hasn't finished yet. It might have gone into a new phase but it it certainly hasn't finished yet. But the Bible says that there are different times and seasons in life. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 it says very, very clearly that God has different times and seasons uh, for us personally, individually as well as for nations and uh, different things going on. And I've had a growing sense over the last few weeks, but particularly in the last four or five days, that this is very much a time for us to regather as a church. It's a time for us to reset as a church. Now, one of the ways we're going to be doing that is, hopefully, we'll be able to meet physically on Sundays, or groups of us will be able to do that. But, but that's not really the heart <coughs> of what, what I've got in mind. When we, when we regather, we, it's a good time for us to take stock, to look at where we've been, how things have gone. That could be individually or, or that could be corporately for us as a church as a whole. It, it could be that you look at the last six months and particularly during the COVID crisis and you're, you're thinking, well, have I drifted in a certain direction as I've looked to respond to what's going on? As we, as we uh, regather, it's an opportunity for us to look at where we're now heading, both altogether but, but personally. Am I on a good trajectory? Uh, Do I like where I'm likely to end up if I keep walking this way? And today what I I want to briefly cover is both a personal and corporate element to this. As we regather for us to take stock in particularly three areas that I'll get onto in a moment. Part of my regathering is I've, I've looked back and I've listened to some stuff that was preached earlier over the last few years. And one of the things that I listened to recently was the messages that Angela Ken brought when she was with us last year um, in 2019. She brought a different message actually to Six O'Clock Church and Bex Hill to the one she did in Hastings. And I re-listened to both of them and they resonated with me and I wanna remind you of some of the things uh, that she touched on there because I think they've got significance for us right now. They speak into the time we're in at the moment. She spoke from an Old Testament passage in the Bible. In this passage, Israel regathers after a season of growth, conquest and success. The nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan. Then they'd gone on a series of very successful military campaigns and they'd seen um, incredible growth. Of the 12 tribes that make up the people of Israel, five of them had received their sort of allotted inheritance. That's the land that God had given to them. But that meant seven hadn't yet received it. They were still scattered probably among the five. God had given them promises that they would inherit, that they would get this geographical area, but they had to go out and take it. And it's into this context that I'm going to read uh, these three verses from the book of Joshua. And it's through this passage that I believe God wants to speak to us about our present day situation at Kings. So this is what it says in Joshua chapter 18, 18. Verses 1 to 3. Then the whole congregation of the people of Israel assembled at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there. The land lay subdued before them. There remained among the people of Israel seven tribes whose inheritance had not yet been apportioned. So Joshua said to the people of Israel, How long will you put off going in to take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? So there's three particular things that I want to highlight um, from this passage. The first one is prayer. Now you may be sat there in your living room on your sofa right now thinking, Oh Paul, you only spoke about prayer about six weeks ago and hands up, absolutely I did. But I can't get away from it and I'm not going to apologise for it because I think it's what we need to hear right at this time as we regather. You see, the first thing the Israelites did when they arrived at Shiloh was to set up the tent of meeting. This is the place where God dwelt. This is the place where Moses um, came out um, and to meet with God. He went to the tent of meeting. It's where Joshua probably followed on. Well, he did. He followed on behind to meet with God. The people of Israel centred their lives on the tent of meeting. It was to be set up at Shiloh in the middle of the nation. The, the, the way they lived their lives was to rotate around encountering with God. We need to regather in prayer, but both personally, but if I'm honest, the burden I've got is, is corporately. It's a place, one of the places where we get to connect with God. Psalm um, 34 says this, Taste and see that the Lord is good. One of, one, of the, one of the best ways I taste God's goodness is when I pray. I mean, there are other areas as well, but prayer is when I get to taste God. I get to experience his goodness. I get to experience something of his grace. There was a passage I was reading today, uh, this week from Revelation chapter 5 and it's 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 a picture of what is going on in heaven it's the it's in the throne room you've got God sat on his throne and you've got the four living creatures and you've got the 24 elders and you've got the multitudes of angels it's an awesome awesome place the apostle John who sees this vision face down on the ground when he sees it but in Revelation 5 verse 8 is where we first appear and I just want to read this to you and when he had taken the scroll, that is Jesus, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. I mean, isn't that amazing that our prayers are gathered together? Not one of them is forgotten. You might think that when you're praying on Zoom, you're, I don't know, where are your. Where are your prayers going? Just across the internet or maybe into the air. No, no. Your prayers are gathered together. They are they're put in bowls that they come before the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Father. God is sat on his throne. What an awesome picture of what comes in prayer. Imagine it. You guys in Bexhill who were praying this morning. Your prayers gathered together, heard by God, not one of them missing. Wow. When I pray, when I prayed this morning, my prayers brought into the throne room of God, Jesus himself interceding for us. Wow. I don't think prayer is supposed to be boring. It it could be difficult it can be a challenge it might be something we need to grow in but 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 definitely not boring i mean let me encourage you revelation 5 verse 8 why don't you this week just spend some time pondering those words think about it in connection with your own prayer life one of my one of my one of my main roles i think one of one of the eldership's main roles is to lead you in prayer and to teach you to pray and if I'm honest, if I look back over my time leading Kings, which is a few years now, I, I'm not certain we've grown corporately in prayer. Not, not certainly as I would like to. I think there is a, there is room for growth. Now, that's not to make you feel bad and, or, or to make me feel bad, but sometimes it's good to take stock. When we regather, we take stock and think, actually, we, we've, we've got some growth to do in this area to learn what it is to lay hold of God. I'm not going to let you go till you bless us type praying and if you take a cursory look through the Bible you you can't help but notice how key prayer is. Now I know many of you might have barriers to prayer you, you might just not like it I mean if you're being totally honest you just don't like gathering and praying it, it might be you're anxious about it you don't know what it looks like when we gather it might be you're very very busy and I know numbers of you are, are hectically busy juggling all sorts of different aspects of life Maybe you're just you've got Zoom fatigue. You've just had enough of Zoom. But can I ask, as we regather, are these legitimate excuses for not praying? Now, for, in some cases, they may well be. But 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 just ponder again. I, I reckon probably maybe we, we've got about 450 people within the church who call this place home, who are who are members. I reckon probably we've maybe got a third, up to a half at most, probably closer to a third if I'm honest, who who would regularly regularly gather and pray. Church, can I appeal to you? We've got this week of prayer coming up. Five evening prayer meetings, 7.30 to quarter past eight. Why not come along? Some people don't turn their cameras on. Just come along, have the sound on. You don't have to pray out. Just come gather with the saints, uh, Let your heart be stirred afresh in prayer. And then there's the prayer course. Why not think about signing up for that? The second thing that I notice from this passage is that Israel needed to go out and continue to conquer the land. They had not yet finished. And, And to be honest, I was provoked again, maybe I was provoked again about this whole area of sharing the gospel with those that don't yet know Jesus. You know, we're not called obviously to go out to war but we are called to share our faith, share what Jesus has done for us with those that yet don't know him. How he's made away, the, the, the gospel, sins forgiven, relationship with God restored. Again, that whole passage, taste and see that God is good. Acts 4 verse 12 says this, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other way to God than through what Jesus Christ has done. And again, as I've just been pondering about this, I'm, I'm provoked myself. You know, I, I'm not active enough in this area myself, but I think as we regather. This is again a time to reconsider, to think about how are we are doing in this area. What changes do we need to push forward? I mean, the reality is, we, as I've already said, we've probably got about 450 people who call this church home. Yet, when we run an alpha course, we have about 20 people sign up, which is absolutely wonderful. But, but there must be, mustn't there? More than that? There must be more than that. Chloe's friend is setting up a um, franchise business and one of the sort of expectations or conditions of her doing that is that she will make five social media posts a day advertising the business now please hear me I'm not proposing that we all go out there and do five social media posts a day ab- about Jesus but but I wonder if we do need to be more creative we need to think we need to bring this again to God in prayer again what are the barriers to it Maybe anxiety, maybe busyness, maybe lack of opportunity. If I'm honest, that's a big issue for me. Um, Maybe you're not persuaded that the gospel works. As as we regather, let's spend a bit of time taking account, just rethinking again. Please don't settle at this ceiling. We've got Alpha starting in mid-October. You know, question, who am I going to bring? Who are you going to bring? You know, should we make it a subject of daily prayer? There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved other than Jesus Christ. And then thirdly, like Israel, we have moved forward, we've taken some ground. Hastings venue has been established for many, many years. Bex Hill likewise has been planted, it's putting down roots, it's, it's growing strong, it's bearing fruit, but don't you sense? I, I sense there must be more than this. You know, 1066 country and beyond. You know, what about Central St Leonard's? Well, we're 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 there. We're nearly nearly there. Obviously, the COVID crisis has um, certainly put a few obstacles in our way when it comes to that. But but what about Rye? What about Battle? What about Robertsbridge? Even a bit further afield, what about what about Hawkerst? And then what what about further afield than that? I mean, there is life beyond Hawkest, so I'm told. You know, in the past, we've, we've generally blessed people as they've gone. We've prayed for them, we may have given them a bit of financial help, but I get a sense we should be sending people. We should be sending people. We could easily settle right now and think we've arrived, that we're comfortable, but we're, we're not finished There's more in us than that. We've been called to more than this. For the Israelites, they'd been fighting probably for about seven years. That's what commentators say. A break would be nice. They were settled, children in schools, friends close by, um, enjoying a a little bit of peace. But they they hadn't arrived. There There was more than that. God had promised them more. There was more that God has promised for us as well. But this would mean moving This would mean risk. This could mean upheaval and disruption. This could mean war and danger. This could mean faith, growth, blessing. The Bible talks about the glory of the Lord covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. The Bible talks about go and make disciples of all nations. The Bible talks about us being witnesses to the ends of the earth. The Bible talks about a great multitude from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages before the throne. Kings, we've got a part to play in that. Now, many of you are called to stay, make disciples and glorify Jesus, like me and Chloe. That's that's what God's calling us to do. But many of you are called to reach into other parts of 1066 country to make disciples and glorify Jesus. And some of you are called further afield than that to make disciples and glorify Jesus. And even as I say these words, I believe the Holy Spirit is even now stirring something in you, is reminding you of words he's already spoken to you or is stirring you afresh, with a fresh passion, maybe for a nation, a people, a language. I don't know. But, but we are here for something more than we have yet seen. So this is a time to regather. We need to regather around prayer. We need to regather around witness and sharing our faith. We need to regather around reaching out and planting venues and planting in churches we may not even have dreamed of yet. Jesus said, come follow me. This isn't a momentary obligation but reflects the Christian life, one of faith-filled obedience as we wholeheartedly follow his leading. Just as I close, I'm going to pray and then I'm going to hand over to Alid who's going to lead us in a time of prayer into these areas, into these things that I've been speaking about. Um, today. Lord, I thank you for the immense privilege we get to be followers of you. That that means we're on the move. That, That means we need to see where you're leading, where you're guiding, where you're taking us. Oh Lord God, I pray you'd continue to lead us as a church and I pray you'd continue to lead us as individuals. I pray we would go deeper in prayer than we've gone for many years, maybe than we've ever gone before. I pray broader that we would have more and more gathering as we pray. I ask you, we would be passionate to tell people about you. If we've become a bit just sort of relaxed about it a bit, um, uh, just, just we've forgotten to do it, I pray stir us with a fresh missionary zeal. And I ask for fresh callings to come right now, particularly just in the whole area of call to stay, call to plant locally, call to the nations, I pray Holy Spirit, you'll speak to us and lead us into it. I pray in Jesus' name.